0: Now it's time for Inspirational Women and my guest, Corey Schumacher, who is a professional woman, a wife, a mother. Yet there are some roles we never plan for or imagine we will embrace, and that's what Corey Schumacher abruptly discovered one night over a year ago. Corey joins us to tell of the toughest stories a mother would ever tell the tragic death of a child, her young adult son. And we'll learn from Corey the reasons that she feels so compelled to tell this story. Corey Schumacher, good morning. Thank you so greatly for being with us this morning. My pleasure. And especially at this time, which to me feels like such a, a challenging, hard time having lost your son, Sam, yeah. but you are wanting to share this really important, multifaceted story. So I am grateful that you're here, and I think our listeners are going to feel that gratitude as well. Oh, good. Let's start perhaps with what happened.
1: Sam um, Sam is my firstborn son. He's 22, and he had a motorcycle, fast motorcycle, and he was riding fast. He was riding faster than he should be, just enjoying his moment on this fast motorcycle. I know that he went around a couple of cars on this turn and on the backside of Redmond Town Center and was speeding off. And from what I understand, um, he, he just didn't make a turn and got a little bit wide. And there was a rock on the side of the road that was I wanted it to be a really big rock, but it wasn't really big, but big enough. And um his front wheel hit it, his motorcycle slid down the road and Sam flew off into the the shrubs on the side of the road.
0: I'm he, guessing he was wearing he his was, helmet. He was
1: fully geared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boots, jacket, pants, you know, Kevlar or whatever they have, you know, that, to make them protect the body. Yes. And, um, but um, but nothing protects your brain. It, it's the same thing with, you know, playing football and, and brain injury. You can have the best helmet in the world, but it doesn't protect the inside of your head. And so um, Sam's, really his only injury was traumatic brain injury. The EMTs were there very quickly. I, I got the opportunity to meet the woman who was actually, he had passed, and she was scolding him as he went around her. And she didn't see him the actual accident but she saw the bike and so she went and found him and was right there the whole time with him which was wonderful for me to know and EMTs got him four EMTs in that ambulance keeping him alive caring for him got him to Harborview we got a call and um, immediately jumped in the car and um, By the time we got there, it was a doctor sitting with us in a private room just saying that that the injury was pretty bad. And then um, we went and saw Sam in the ED, uh, the emergency department, in his room. And um, it was hard for my husband and for me both. Um, When Dan had to leave the room, I I actually asked the nurse, whose name was Faith, (laughs) Uh But I, I looked at her and I just kind of directly said, do I need to be calling people? And she said, yeah, you probably should.
0: And during this time that you're with Sam, he looked He
1: looked normal. perfect. Yes. He had no broken bones. There was no indication other than maybe some scratches from the shrubs that he landed in Yeah, um, that his body had been hurt at all. And it's miraculous that no internal injuries, no anything. It was just brain trauma. His eyes were kind of closed. He just looked like my son. And did they say that he was able to hear you? Who knows? There's no indication. Okay. Um, Well, what I now know from talking with Michelle, who was there with him, is that um, he just looked at peace. Mm. Um, So... You know, she found him, and he looked fine, um, but very peaceful. So, you know, in retrospect, I think that um, he probably really didn't feel much. Yes,
0: because the brain is, it's the big thing that.
1: That, And so I don't think he had pain. Uh, He was living in his moment, riding fast, loving it, and then wasn't. Yeah. And so there's
0: a beauty in that, of course. Yes. Of course, for the family left behind, for uh, all the friends left behind, there's that void now. Yes. It
1: was shocking. It was shocking. Within hours, friends were gathering. There must have been 20 young men and parents in the waiting room on Tuesday. It happened on a Monday night. On Tuesday, just gathering. And it was um, once they made their final determination that, that Sam was really no longer living, everybody just gathered in his room and, and cried and laughed. And, you know, all these 22s, 19 to 22s, you know, these young men, just like, how can this be Sam? It's just, it's Sam. Why? it's unexplainable and they just were broken. It was very, very hard.
0: I don't think we can comprehend it unless we've been through something similar. And even then, each situation is unique Mm -hmm. in itself. So you mentioned they made the determination. Monday night was the crash. Sam is at Harborview. Uh, Tuesday, all these friends are gathering. Then the determination
1: comes. So they had to, um, there's a protocol that that the hospital has to go through, especially when you're looking at um, organ donation. They have to go through several steps to make sure that that Sam is gone. Mm -hmm. Um, Neurologic testing. And there was just no response and so you know it, it was at two o'clock that that the last doctor was there and and, and basically said yeah you know, on Tuesday on Tuesday yeah
0: so that was fast
1: that was yeah I, I think that they probably knew that going in mm-hmm. and it was just a matter of making sure that everything was done properly and, and that they fully evaluated you know, you think about, do we put a sensor in? I mean, is there any way that his brain might be okay? Um, but, at the, you know, based on just the looks from the doctors, and I had a couple friends there who are EMTs, and there just didn't seem to be really any indication that Sam would come back. Right.
0: And so you mentioned with organ donation this was already something Sam had made a decision about, your yep. family believes in.
1: Um, I, we've never really talked about it, mm. but i we're all organ donors on our driver's license. And um, that little checkbox that he marked getting his driver's license was amazing. And what he's been able to to do as a result of that it certainly brought new light to organ donation for me and our family and our friends and everybody affiliated with this story. Because how
0: many people are actually touched
1: by that? Well, one of the things I learned, the, the folks with Life Center Northwest were amazing. Um, Noelle was kind of our, my primary person throughout this process. And one of the things that she shared is that at any given time, there's 123,000 people waiting for an organ donation. And in any given year, approximately 8,000 transplants occur. The 123,000 number never goes down. Mm-hmm. And it only gets larger. In a trauma center, only about 1% of patients who pass are viable to donate organs. Really? And... Um, The fact that Sam was perfect made his donation really substantial
0: certainly being young amazing
1: being young great physical condition um, no broken bones no internal injuries you know in my head Sam you know God didn't cause Sam's accident but God bubble-wrapped him and made it possible for him to contribute in so many ways as a result of being an organ donor. I, you know, it's, it's unbelievable that there was no other injury.
0: Oh, that does seem phenomenal from a crash. Yeah. But that would be the case. Yep. Yeah. And to be thrown, that's like this miracle. Quite a ways. Amazing. Yeah. And so, while there's... Oh, this is a, a, a huge loss, I mean, an, an incomparable loss in your life, yet others are benefiting, they're living as a result, uh, or maybe just living a better life as a result.
1: There's organ donation, which Sam, originally, they were talking about using his liver for two recipients. There were five five organ recipients who benefited from from Sam's, Passing. his heart was perfect I got to see it on ultrasound in his room I got to see his heart beating his lungs perfect kidneys liver um, and then they also donate pancreas and who knew lower intestine but um, they were originally gonna have two recipients for his liver um, I found out on Thursday after this all happened, that there was a pediatric need for that liver. Oh. And so they, and it was urgent. So instead of being several more days out for the surgery, um, they moved it up very quickly. And and to think about the logistics of, they have to go through all their testing once Sam has passed. Uh, there's a lot of testing, uh, blood work, Checking his lungs in a different test that I didn't want to be in the room for, the ultrasound of the heart, and just making sure that all of his organs are okay. Um, but then once that happens, once they get this information, then they start looking for recipients. And there's transplant teams that have to, you know, get together and, and start going, okay, we have, you know, there's families to, to notify and that there's a recipient. And so there's an amazing amount of, of process and, and moving that happened very, very quickly um, because of this pediatric need. And um, in addition to the organs, I had no idea that what tissue transplant could do. And um, Noel had told me as many as 50 people will benefit from his nerves he wasn't broke he was perfect so somebody who's you know had a an injury where they've lost uh, nerve function or they're you know they got constant pain because of nerves in their arms and their limbs his spinal cord was perfect they can get regained functionality and movement and life through the tissue side of donation it's that aspect it's of it has
0: grown mm-hmm. no doubt over time, mm-hmm. and so with Life Center Northwest, they're right on site. I would imagine yes. at Harborview.
1: Yep, and and they were there Tuesday before the final uh, determination was made because he had that on his driver's license, mm. and it is a very surreal experience to start talking about organ donation. With my son right there. Yeah. And to think about what's that's going to look like. I don't want... I want my son's body to be perfect, but but it's just his body at this point. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, thinking about what are they going to do to him in surgery and, and, oh, it just breaks your heart. To think about skin transplants and, and nerves and just...
0: Um so you almost have to not think about those pieces I imagine
1: kind of I, I just went I chose to focus on the outcomes mm mm-hmm. yeah Sam's body wasn't going to help him anymore mm-hmm. um and I actually when I heard about this pediatric need and moving everything up that was my first joy yeah in the experience um I was like, oh, my gosh, of course, Sam, what an amazing young man. Of course, you're going to do all these things.
0: Yes, people will live, this young child.
1: Five organ recipients, and then whatever else with the tissue, the nerves and skin and everything else, corneas. Oh, yes, that's a big one. Yeah. Oh, so there's...
0: Such a gift that can come from all of this tragedy and, and suffering, but to think about new life and continued life and thinking of a child yeah. being able to have their whole life ahead of them. Uh, the pediatric.
1: Yes, it is. It's a gift.
0: Would you say in retrospect now and for others to think about, is it uh, a conversation we should just make sure we have to talk about, you know, if... Whatever the circumstances are, we want to make sure that we move forward with organ donation.
1: Absolutely. Um, kind of reflecting back on the conversation, um, I had um, a friend of mine and I went to meet with the first responders. And, you know, they're saying, you know, we don't often hear the outcomes. You know, we're right there on the scene and, and you know, we have to move forward. Um, but just sharing um, the whole process of organ donation, um one of the gentlemen, one of the firefighters, actually had a family member who was an organ donor and kind of went through the process. and it was it was very, very hard for them. Um, they weren't prepared emotionally, not that I was, but they weren't prepared to have that conversation when you know when your loved one just passes, it's time sensitive.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so as a result of, of his experience, it, he actually took the organ donor designation off of his license. Um, but then after kind of walking through my perspective, our scenario with Sam, um, he's said he's going to go and put that back on. So being aware that your loved one is an organ donor um I think it's very, very important, understanding it's going to be hard, but the value and the benefit that can come from the donation is life-changing, life-saving, and made it all worth it for me.
0: So this, as you were saying, Sam's beautiful body, you wanted it intact, but it serves no purpose Right. right here for him. But others have such value, such great life from it. Yeah. 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 So it's a marvelous gift. And, of course, you're really encouraging all of us to make sure that we think about this and contact Life Center Northwest.
1: Make sure you you put that designation on your driver's license. Life Center Northwest will contact you if that ever Mm. becomes a reality or your family you know but to learn more about it absolutely I, I they have i'm sure amazing resources available um they have resources for post donation to help families walk through uh and they're just spectacular people um, noel spent a lot of time with me and and some of the things that um that they did for us was um you know, I have this quilt. Yes, beautiful quilt. <laughs> with, um, with Sam's handprint on it. And it's, it has this special place on it that is just right there for, for Sam's handprint. Um, it's meant to be loved and washed and cared. You know, it's, it's going to last forever. I hope. <laughs> you know, in my world. Yes. Um, and then, you know, these healing hearts and um, just things to help you remember your loved one. And just kind of walk away with not just the memory of your loved one, but the memory of, of their gift.
0: Yes, what their life meant. And it keeps that close to you all yep. the time. Just these tangible reminders. Yep. And I saw on their website for Life Center Northwest, which is simply lcnw.org, so easy to get to, that they provide this support for a minimum of 18 months. So I I really cherish that, that there's no hurry through this. 18 months is respecting that this all takes time, and it's a minimum.
1: Right, and I've been asked about the opportunity to meet some of the recipients, Mm -hmm. and that's definitely something I hope happens. Um, I plan to write to them about Sam and and also wish them well and 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 have them know that I'm I'm not sorry I'm sorry I lost my son Mm -hmm. I am not sorry that somebody else is living a new life because of his organ donation and um, in fact that gives me joy and one of the Life center workers was saying that um, it's awkward for the recipient families mm-hmm. because their gain is my loss. And so they suggest, you know, maybe in a year or so if you want to write to the donor family, you know, so that they give they give people time to process. Um, and like I said, that recipient side is joyful and wonderful and and your family member is, is, is living, hopefully, um, a better life because somebody else lost their life. Yeah. And so that's kind of the weird dynamic, hard to process. I can
0: sense, though, there's a way philosophically, spiritually, this could help us to kind of get a better sense of the whole cycle of life, mm-hmm. life
1: and death and how it all intermingles. I think that um the only reason that I'm upright and walking through this is um my uh I had I had several conversations with God when Sam got his motorcycle when I knew he was riding. He rode at home over Memorial Day weekend from Nevada. In as mom, I had those moments of like, Oh God, what if? Um, and just what if something happens? And um, and in those times, I, I I just had this sensation: I am going to be so thankful for Sam. I am going to just be thankful for the amount of time that we had. God, if it if it happens, if it's my worst nightmare, I, I'm going to be thankful. And in hindsight, I think that I was somehow being prepared. Mm. Yes. Um, And that's really helped me keep that mindset.
0: And thinking of these sorts of things is, I think, a value for all of us. You know, perhaps, you know, we don't want to. But, you know, seeing you, having a conversation with you, Corey, I feel that we can really sense the value thinking about these things Mm -hmm. we don't want that to happen but just to you know be at peace with this whole cycle of life
1: well and 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 having a conversation about what if something happens i'm an organ donor these are my wishes um so that it's not so shocking Mm -hmm. if that if that actually ends up happening you know, that, that the family kind of has an option, an opportunity to, to just talk through it a little bit. What does it mean to be an organ donor? It means somebody lost a life, but it means that so many others um, will gain life. As we've heard, those numbers are, are huge.
0: And yet one, one single person gaining yeah. that is is a big number. And right. that's all the difference it makes in their life. Yep. Through the course of this too, uh, the other piece of it is motorcycles, young people, speed. Yep. Uh, and and you've touched on that, how he, he loved to drive fast. Yep. Uh, although it didn't feel like he was being reckless. It was
1: circumstances. He was living in his moment. He was yeah. going way too fast. And another, you know, this is another thing that, that, I think Sam is sitting next to me saying, yeah, mom, go talk about it mm-hmm. um, because I was young. I lo- I don't hate motorcycles today. I love being on a motorcycle. There is just a freedom and a joy that just it's it's I don't know. It's different than riding in a car. <laughs> it's just and um, the motorcycle didn't cause the accident. A 22 year old boy going too fast and not. It's not that he he was thinking that he's reckless. It's not that he was thinking he'll, you know, he's going to live forever. You're just not thinking about it. Um, I got on the back of a bike, somebody I didn't even know, in my early 20s, and 120 miles per hour down 405. You know, and it's, yeah. (laughs) Anything could have happened. Mm -hmm. You know, my other son... Got a ticket for going 40 over and passing on a double yellow line several months ago. I'm like, dude, what are you thinking? Because when they're 14, 15, 16, getting ready to start driving and getting their licenses or even younger, and somebody does that to you when you're driving, they're like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe these people are so crazy. Why would they? That's so irresponsible. Not that a young child would use that word. But but I mean, it's just like, what are they thinking? Mm -hmm. And then they're doing it you know they yeah. become these young young adults and they get that freedom and they're just not thinking and you know there has to be a discussion about consequence nobody expects it i think i'm going to live forever i can drive great i can i'm a accomplished motorcycle rider but boy one just one small rock yes changes everything hmm and no family wants to be sitting where I'm sitting no no kid wants you know I see Sam sitting here and he's probably saying I'm sorry mom you know yeah, it was stupid not thinking and so that's so impl- please think when you're behind the wheel or on a motorcycle. One of my close friends at work, just a couple months ago, his son was in a car, driving too fast, single car accident, and he lost his life. You know, it doesn't matter if it's motorcycles or cars. Right.
0: Yes, it happens. And it can happen at all ages. Yep. But certainly, it, it seems to be so concentrated with the young because... It's Everything is. Exactly. Yes. Yep. And the real important message to take here is, as you've shared with us, Corey, how to have the conversations, you know, the tough conversations, and to say what if and remember about organ donation and make sure that if this happens, the consequence of death, then make something really of value come out of it.
1: Yep. Right. I, to me it's it's beautiful like i said it, that that was my first point of joy was just kind of getting to know what sam was actually going to accomplish yeah. and and that there was a child that was going to benefit mm-hmm. yes
0: well i feel that we have benefited immensely with your being so willing to share your story and, and as you said, Sam would want you to be doing this. So he's his spirit is with us, encouraging and, and wanting this yeah. word to go out. And you know, it feels to me as though, you know, maybe in six months or in a year, perhaps it's in a year, we have a conversation again when you have a chance to maybe have made some contact or yeah. heard from recipient families what that means. Yep. But but uh, the big thing is is wanting people to to really think about these things and really to remember Life Center Northwest. Absolutely. Well, you are such a, a courageous woman, Corey Schumacher. <laughs> uh, thank you so greatly for you know feeling this call and following through with it and taking time with us this morning.
1: Oh, my pleasure. I you know I want to continue to honor Sam and this this whole thing of advocacy for organ donation. I hope to speak to kids in high school. You know, this whole thing about just, yes, organ donation, but also just smart driving, smart writing, you know. That message to just stop and think um, is something that will keep Sam alive for me going forward and just he's he's so in my heart and uh, it it just feels like something that that is perfect and right and it is absolutely something that Sam would be proud of and want to do
0: Well, I get that feeling. And again, many thanks for for having this passion. Thank you, Kate. And with that, we're at the end of a very full hour of Inspirational Women with Corey Schumacher and Sunday Morning Magazine with Dr. Gary Simmons. I'm Kate Daniels, your host, and I so greatly appreciate your sharing your time with me and these special guests. For details you might have missed or information you'd like to know, please just send me an email, kated at warm1069.com, and I'll get right back to you. Also, if you'd like to listen again or share these important stories with your family and friends, find the podcast on our Warm 1069 webpage. Click on the podcast tab, then the show names, and look for today's guests or even previous ones. I now wish you and your family a day of gentleness with ourselves, with each other. Have a week of the same, and then please plan to join me again next weekend for another hour of Sunday Morning Magazine and Inspirational Women on Warm 106.9. Good morning.